Yeah, welcome to Y'all Heard. And in this particular podcast, we, uh, my, my friend and I try to tell you fun little things that you might not know about the world around you, because it's hard to know everything in the world. In other words, our podcast teaches you things you didn't know you needed to know. I'm really tired today, so excuse my delays. It's okay. Mental. I have a headache, and I feel like I am not on Earth. I... And Pete Phillips. <laughs> and I'm Marissa Phillips, and we're not related. Oh my god! <laughs> 23 um, and me? <laughs> I just wanted to say shout out to Lola Capulet, aka Scotch Corduroy, Teresa Urquieta. Did she binge on the show? Yes. Uh, nice. And she, and she loved our podcast. And <sighs> Which is more than we could say about your mom. Oh yeah! Oh, who loves your part of our her. podcast? <laughs> My mom listened to our podcast and was very disturbed by Pete's dis- uh, conversation about vorophilia. Yep. <laughs> oh, actually, another listener, Mike Dominic, said, "I really listen like your podcast. I've been listening to all your episodes, except that one. I'm only going to listen to your half." Because I have a problem with Vorophilia. And I was like, why do you know what that is? Yeah, so he has a pre-existing problem with it. He was like, if you've ever been on 4chan, which I did use to love 4chan, he's like, and then it's offshoots, you would be very familiar with it. And I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. But I try to shield myself these days. Yeah, I I would definitely not Google image search it. But even if you do, it's not, like, people, I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry to go back on this, but, like, it's not like there's pictures of people eating people. You can't do that, okay? <laughs> it's like drawings of cartoons eating other people, like, that stuff like that. So, come on. Okay. <laughs> not well, that I'm defending it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Marissa, okay, you got any questions to start the show? <laughs> so, guys, instead of us always asking, oh, how was your week? Because it's proven that me and Pete have to press. <laughs> are depressed and have empty lives. Um, we're going to ask each other random questions each week. So, Pete, which fictional character from a sitcom do you most identify with? It's kind of, It feels like a cop-out to me because I have talked about this before, but not on this show. But, like, I'm going to go with Arnold from Hey Arnold because I feel like he's, like, a, a good-hearted person, but, like, nothing goes his way. Okay. So, how about also Charlie Brown? And, <laughs> and Charlie Brown is also uh, bald, like I'm going. <laughs> You're okay. Slow and steady, Marissa. <laughs> and do you feel like you identify with his personality and his life struggles? Arg. How about you, Marissa? I don't know. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Yeah, I'm torn between Mindy Kaling from The Mindy Project. Because, yeah, I identify with her a lot. We told you best friends. And she's like a charming mess. And I like to, not to give myself too much credit, but I find myself a charming mess. I'm very charming. Um, <laughs> I would say slightly, though this would make it seem like I have mental problems, but Maria Benford kind of. Mm. In, I kind of had to stop Lady Dynamite because it felt a little too real at times. Yeah. I didn't start season two yet because I'm not emotionally in a place where I can. <laughs> yeah, so I would say a mixture of Lady Dynamite, uh, Maria Bamford, and Mindy Kaling. So, Very nice. Yeah. Oh, so me and Mindy Kaling are brown. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Pete, what are we talking about this week? And who's talk- starting? I guess I- we're talking about a hot topic this week. Not 
We're the store. The store. Hot <laughs> Although one week we probably will end up doing that. <laughs> We're on episode 11. How about maybe 30 something? We'll probably be on Hot Topic the store. Yeah, um, we we're talking about talking cults. About cults. <laughs> Recently, American Horror Story cults. Or, <laughs> it wasn't plural. American Horror Story cult. <laughs> like recently ended and uh they got the uh heaven's gate podcast going on right now so cults seem to be pretty topical right now and uh i guess if you want to count the unbreakable kimmy schmidt there's also like a cult in that but we're gonna talk about cults just a bit today um i guess i should start right you should because i got i mine is questions at the end (laughs) um I have been obsessed with cults forever, and I don't really even know why. I think I either heard about Jonestown or Heaven's Gate when I was maybe in middle school. And I think I did, like, I think I considered doing my senior project in high school on cults. I ended up doing it on 80s fashion. I don't know how they let me graduate. I could see a Venn Venn diagram where 80s fashion and Heaven's Gate (laughs) cross. But, uh, yeah, I was really, really obsessed with cults. Um, so I kind of like revisiting this. Um, Sophie, how would you define a cult? That's a difficult point, and I hope that you explain it to us. <laughs> I do. I was curious if you had something you wanted to... So I was listening to an episode of the Heaven's Gate podcast earlier today, and uh, one of the leaders of the Heaven Gate's cult's daughter said a cult is a group of people who are followers and there's a leader and that was basically all that she brought to the table so it's basically a religion except the the problem that i keep running into is american horror story cult let's say that was 12 episodes this season it took them like five or six episodes to even start resembling some sort of leadership structure and so i had a difficult time maybe it was just mislabeled but eventually, it seemed like more of a violent gang than a cult. So I kind of ran into difficulty trying to understand exactly what a cult is. So I defer to you now to explain it to us. Okay, so you could go in a lot of different directions, because I've read articles that it's like cult or religion. What is the difference? There is none. I guess in many ways, you could just say like a cult is a religion with fewer followers and that's more fringe like meaning if that was me off the top of my head I would say kind of like a fringe religion um but from Wikipedia uh they, they define it as a relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or sinister which sounded kind of dramatic to me yeah um but I actually really liked a breakdown that weirdly was from Christianity Today where um they say that a cult refers to a religious group that is one exclusive. Uh, so they may say we're the only ones with the truth. Everything else is wrong, uh, and if you leave our group, your salvation is in danger. Uh, two, secretive. Not a fan, because that seems like some world religions feel that way. But well, I know, but yeah. Maybe, okay, let me. You probably have to go through all three, I know. Yeah, so secretive, uh, so certain teachings are not available to outsiders, or they're presented only to certain members, uh, sometimes after taking vows of confidentiality. And three, authoritarian. So a human leader 
that like describes like, Christianity. I know. So, which is interesting because this came from Christianity yeah. today. I think they would want to really do something that set them apart. Um, a human leader expects total loyalty and unquestioned obedience. Right. Which, Let's make a distinction there, right? Because I don't think that the Pope, for example, expects that. But yeah. he can point to Jesus and go, but Jesus expects that. <laughs> so maybe well, that's a distinction there. So yeah, just to recap, they define it as exclusive, a religion that is exclusive, secretive, and authoritarian. And I would say most mainstream religion isn't really secretive. Uh, like Christianity, I would feel like they don't necessarily reveal all of the Bible teachings unless you're going to like a few sermons in. Like they keep some of the fire and brimstone stuff not at the surface. You don't think but there's don't like think they, some like, unveil something later. You don't think there's like some secret underground Vatican thing going on? I mean, I'm sorry. I'm assuming. I, I totally believe there are facets of that are secretive, but right. I don't think the entire like the, the core belief system is full of secrets or anything. Oh, well, the cults that I discovered though don't really have secretive things either. They're very willing well, to explain themselves, even though a lot of times it sounds like nonsense. <laughs> well, okay. So now let's delve deeper. Well, yeah. Let's think about this, and then let's come back at the end and see whether or not we think that that works. Okay, so a core part of cults is mind control. Uh, many cults are destructive and have their members participate in harmful and sometimes dangerous activities. And an outsider might be like, what the hell? Like, why didn't they, like, go away? Like, when they had to start, like, kidnapping people or having sex with their relatives and things like that. So um, the reason why it often leads to things like that, and they're either unquestioned or people go through with it reluctantly, uh, is due to mind control, uh, also known as thought reform, brainwashing, or coercive persuasion. One of my earliest memories of cults is an episode of 21 Jump Street in which, in which uh, uh, oh, I, I hope I got the right one. Peter DeLuise's character goes undercover, or maybe Johnny Depp's character does. But I just remember that the way that the cult worked on their mind is that they deprived them of protein in their food, which wore down their, like, your, yeah, their, like, uh, brains. and Not, like, literally wore down their brains, <laughs> yeah. but, like, you know what I mean. Okay, yeah. And then when they when they went to deprogram them, they just gave them a ton of cheeseburgers and That's, it was fine at the end of the episode. <laughs> uh, okay, so ultimately, uh, mind control techniques are meant to break down a person's sense of self. Um, one notable example, apparently, of mind control and its uh, dramatic effects um, would be Patty Hearst, heiress to the Hearst Publishing Fortune. Um, she was famous for being kidnapped in the 1970s by the, if I'm pronouncing this wrong, I'm sorry, Symbionese Liberation Army. And allegedly she was brainwashed, uh, she was kidnapped, and then they brainwashed her to actually join their group. Um, but there were reports that she was locked in a dark closet for days at a time. Uh, she was kept starving. She was, uh, she barely slept. She was brutalized and her life was often threatened until she finally gave in. It was like, yes, yes, I'll follow you. Um, but then it becomes questionable whether she was faking it, whether she actually believed what they were selling her, or whether they just brainwashed her. So, so, so that is, that's one of the heavily contested cases, actually. But yeah, what, what is alleged is that she was brainwashed. 
to join them, and eventually rob banks and and uh, cause crimes. That's not the term. Commit crimes. Commit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Commit crimes with that cult. Um. So. Most psychologists believe that cult brainwashing techniques change a third person's total thought processes, and in order to change their processes, uh, three techniques are generally generally used: deception, isolation, and forced dependency. So, to tell a little bit That's more about strong it, strong foundation of any relationship. <laughs> yes, deception. Um, I guess this ties into what we were talking about: secrets and if there are secrets or not. Um, Cults will often trick new recruits into joining the group and committing themselves to a cause or lifestyle that they don't fully understand initially. Uh, cults will mislead new recruits about the actual expectations or activities of the group when they first join. Uh, cults hide any sig- signs of illegal, immoral, or hyper-controlling practices until the recruits are fully immersed in the group. And cult leaders may do things to alter members' consciousness. So induced by, um, they will alter their consciousness by either meditation, chanting, or drug use in order to make them more vulnerable to suggestion. So, isolation, which is pretty self-explanatory. Cults will cut off members from the outside world, and in some cases will even cut them off from each other so that the person is confused, loses perspective, and has a distorted sense of their reality. The members of the cult become the person's only social contact and their only source of feedback. And the last part is forced dependency. This is where the leader controls every minute of a member's waking time. Uh, There is really no free time for them to think and analyze. This sounds like the military or a sports team. Yeah, that sounds, that would, yeah, I could see that. Um, and I've heard a lot, I've heard first-hand accounts of Scientology, and it definitely sounds just like Scientology, actually. Yes. Um, members are told what to eat, what to wear, how to feed their children, when to sleep. Um, the members removed from all decision-making. And any doubts, assertiveness, or remaining ties to the outside world are punished by the group through criticism, guilt, and alienation. Um, when somebody doubts uh, something, um, they make the doubter feel worthless and wrong and even evil for questioning the beliefs. And then the member feels love again when they renounce their doubts and submit to the will of their leader. Um, so generally, uh, you know, due to being cut off from family and old friends in the outside world, people in cults, just their psychological growth will completely stop and, and be stagnant. And children raised in cults are stunted early on. Um, often they won't attend normal school, and the cult may or may not provide its children with a, like a basic education. So the children won't really know how to adapt into the real world. Now, in most of these cases, which should kind of go without saying, uh, this type of lifestyle causes intense psychological distress. Uh, a lot of people have intense fear of angering the leader or losing group approval. Uh, but what I found interesting and I didn't really think about is no, I guess I did think about this, but I don't know, just reading it was weird. Um, that for some people, living this way is a relief because it simplifies their life. <laughs> yes. Tell me what to wear so I don't have to make that decision. Tell me what to eat so I don't have to think about it. Exactly. In some cults, you know, when, when they control it that much, there are no unanswered questions, no uncertainty. You don't have to worry about the future or even, like, managing 
conflicts or desires. Um, and some people, their lives were so shitty that the cult kind of saves them. And the cult is like a safe, happy place for them. Um, so yeah, Pete, you seem to really, to really get psyched about, <laughs> about that one thing. But yeah, like when you think of uncertain times and everything like that, yeah, it's much, sometimes, I guess it's an American thing, right? To cherish our freedom and everything like that. But sometimes there's so many things to worry about and things to choose yeah. from that that's what um, has come out in several cult documentaries. And again, this podcast that I've been listening to, it's like, I just want to give in to somebody else. Let somebody else take the wheel so that I don't have to be in charge. And a lot of times it's people in high stress situations and stuff like that that are just like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Let me just do whatever somebody else says, even though I don't necessarily think that they're the most qualified person in the world to tell me. See, I can totally get that. Um, I guess I just don't understand, because I was researching a lot of cults, and I was like, yeah, 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 authoritarian, I get that, I see that coming. Like, all these things I see coming, except I just don't understand why all of them end with sex. <laughs> with sex. <laughs> With the leader wanting to have sex with everyone, or the leader making them have sex with their own children, or the leader making it, like, anyway. But, <laughs> now that I have a foundation... Heaven's Gate health- did not. Yeah, actually, right. Heaven's, Heaven's Gate, Gate was like, no no sex, no problem. <laughs> you know, I have to say, I don't know why, out of all of them, because Jonestown is complete tragedy, but Heaven's Gate is the one that haunts me, and makes me feel so sad. Like, yeah. the Heaven's Gate people, like, I really felt like so sad for them and I almost hope that they're all on another planet or whatever but um yeah so that's the foundation and I'm gonna let you jump off yeah so one of the things that I discovered was that on so Marissa and I have talked about this before uh because uh, I'm gonna say out of personal curiosity we've both been like maybe there's a cult that we could join yeah <laughs> because like we just discussed sometimes it's like you know what if I could do it for like a year or two that'd be pretty nice if somebody else was making all the decisions and I was part of oh. part of a community and I didn't have to worry about paying rent or taxes yeah. or anything like that. So I can't I can't say that Marissa necessarily did, but I googled like area cults. They don't exist if you if you google area cults. And Marissa and I came to the conclusion that a cult doesn't call itself a cult. Yeah, so it's exactly. a little difficult to track down sometimes. Cuz my but, I dated someone whose mother joined a cult, but really they were in a church and then the church branched off and part of it became a cult and part of it remained a church, which is very interesting to really like draw that distinction. And very common. Yeah, so. Because, so on Wikipedia, they have cults and sects, but they actually have a page that's called New Religious Movements. And if you go to this page, you'll find a variety of different things. Like... I'm not trying to be dismissive, but like the Million Man March is on there. And I don't know if that technically counts as a religious movement. A movement, sure, but perhaps somebody ascribed some sort of religious aspect to it and made it into something. But there are 270 new religious movements that are listed on a page out at Wikipedia, and you can sort of browse through them, uh, which is what I did. And um, I think one of the things that I wanted to mention before I get into that is that one of the things that seems really strange to me, but also is kind of admirable, is that even when a lot of these famous cults that end up faltering publicly and 
you know, whether you're talking about the Branch Davidians and Waco, Texas, or you're talking about the Heaven's Gate mass suicide and all that sort of stuff, there are still people that, like, survive these things and believe in the religion and believe in the doctrines of the faith. So yes. it's kind of it's kind of strange, um, but it's also, in a way, not surprising that the people still believe in these things because... I don't know if you necessarily... I think you probably drew this conclusion, Marissa, but you can't really feel bad for a lot of the people because as ridiculous as some of the cults end up sounding, they all seem to start from a core of love for one another, sharing and cooperation, and peace and community. I mean, I totally agree. Like I said, though, I just don't know like when love, like, love for one another always turns into love for right. one another little children. Then, yeah, after a little bit of time... It just goes south. And so, I tried to pick out five cults to talk about today, and my hope is that... um, That you'll join one. You'll find one you like, (laughs) and you'll join us. Did a lot of cult shopping today, and again, this is just 270, um, and and there's a lot of contemporary ones. I did not actually uh, take the... I should have made a couple of notes about ones that I wasn't going to do. Like the internet religion that is founded on the principle of all information in the world should be freely available. Interesting. That, okay. that counts as a religious movement. I don't really so, understand how it's a religious movement, but okay. Yeah, me neither. But I like that. First up, Raelians. You familiar? Oh, yeah. Raelians. Yeah. Tremendous. I know all about Raelians. <laughs> so, it, it's kind of easy enough uh, you know, because it sort of follows parallels of other faith. They they think that Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> they think that Jesus and Buddha and other people were messengers in eras of humanity. In other words, they are prophets, prophets of who or what. Well, the human race was created by aliens a very long time ago, and the evolution of the species has happened naturally since. Um, but through this history. Uh, the aliens communicated with humans, but they communicated with humans in human form, so you wouldn't really know if you were being, you know, communicated with by one of the aliens. Anyway, they managed to create myths of gods and angels just to throw everybody from that point on off the trail. Uh, This was started by a French man in 1974 named Claude Vaurion. And is one of the one of the many UFO religions that are out there, but that's not all. And maybe this is why you know about them. Uh, they use a swastika in their logo. <laughs> I did not know that. Yes, they use a swastika in the middle of the Star of David uh, as their symbol of peace for their religion. They are building an embassy to the aliens who created man because they are, of course, coming back. They require that you renounce all religions in order to join theirs. They support LGBT rights, genetically modified food, and the practice of sensual meditation. Ugh. And they have a division dedicated to cloning called Clonade, which they think will help stop terrorism. Why? Because they think that if you are a terrorist and you go and blow up a building by strapping a bomb to your vest and walking into the building that you are absolving yourself of blame because you die in the act. Their theory is that if we use cloning to bring you back to life, then you can stand trial for your crimes. That's one of the 
One of the key visions they have for this is to clone Adolf Hitler and to hold him responsible for the Holocaust. But that's so much work and so much money to bring back people who do shit. <laughs> like, that's so weird. But at their core, they want sharing, peace, and freedom. Um, the reason I know about them is because the podcast Ono, Ross, and Carrie, where they joined fringe religious groups for like months at a time and then report on it, they became really. Yeah. It was really fun. Go ahead. Like, you can subscribe to the beliefs of sharing peace and freedom. It's just that you have to be okay with the fact that aliens are at the core of all of that. And if that's cool, but why you, do then, you need to denounce other religions? That I don't get. Oh, that's just because uh, I think the French guy is like, yeah, that you just got to do that. Okay. <laughs> a new hat in the cult ring is the Terrasem Movement's Trans Religion Incorporated. Ooh, I don't know that. This movement believes in and advocates digital consciousness, a.k.a. the singularity. Ooh, yeah. Follow me on this, because I've, it took me a little bit of thought to get to this, to, to this conclusion. I don't know if I summarized it very well. The next step towards living forever in bliss would be singularity. Because if you don't die, because we take your consciousness and digitize it, and you you know you don't die, um, your mind can know everything by connection with others, like the internet, websites, you know what I mean? But brain yeah. instead of websites. You're basically an omnipotent being, so what more is there for you to reach for if your digital consciousness can know everything? That's, okay. their, that's their point. <laughs> okay, I get it, but... So, like, how are they doing this? They have groups that monitor and work towards the goal. In 2004, one of those groups surfaced as a religious organization, which is what I just mentioned. Uh, they have offices in Florida and Vermont, and you can join the religion on their website with an application form. But what's really nice is that they consider all humans part of this movement, as if to say it's an inevitability that we will one day digitize our consciousness and live on forever. But why would I want to? I don't want don't to. Don't ask me. Yeah. I'm tired. Sweet, I sweet freedom. I don't want to be alive anymore. <laughs> so that is religion number two. Religion number three. Sorry, cult number three. <laughs> uh, is the Church of All Worlds. Okay. The Church of All Worlds, the origins of that sound like a high school punk band. Okay. <laughs> okay. So a few high school friends get together. And they happen to start talking about how they like Abraham Maslow's theories on self-actualization. Of course, we all know Maslow's hierarchy of needs and everything. So the friends then sort of turned into a book club because they read a hot new book at the time by Robert A. Heinlein, uh, Stranger in a Strange Land. By the way, sorry if I mispronounced the author's name. <laughs> okay. Uh, in this book, they had a religion called the Church of All Worlds. And this group basically was like, we should make that a real thing. So they started That's their own religion. Good. They took the self-actualization stuff from Maslow. They took to the religious stuff from the, the novel Stranger in a Strange Land. They mashed it up and they made their own thing. What's also okay. nice, though, is they found some sweet countryside land in Northern California and Oregon. So I'm kind of jealous of that. But here's the, here's the best part, Marissa. Yeah? <laughs> the basic dogma of the Church of All Worlds was that there is no dogma. The basic belief was a stated lack of belief. So this, then they're just this is the good part. Within their religion, the only sin was hypocrisy, and the only crime in the eyes of the church was interfering with another person. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Which sort of sounds amazing and awful at the same time. <laughs> but 
then, so what is there to even talk about? Like, it's just a way of life. How is it like a cult? Because, well, okay, so perhaps this is why. Their, and I'm going to air quote first couple, was Oberon and Morning Glory, Zell Ravenheart. And basically they have this whole lore and belief system and everything that is based on this religion from the book. They recognize the Earth Mother Goddess and the Father God, as well as the realm of fairies and deities, and many other pantheons. I like them more. (laughs) Many of their ritual celebrations are centered around the gods and goddesses of ancient Greece. So these people are sort of a pagan splinter group, and here's the cool part. One of the subsidiaries of the religion was founded by Morning Glory in 1977. That was the Ecosophical Research Association to research (laughs) lore and legends. Ooh. This organization made a unicorn. So suck it. What do you mean they made a unicorn? So. Wait, what? No, don't say when so. Morning Glory, when Morning Glory built this organization, it was to research lore and to say, like, maybe unicorns were real. So they're yeah. like, well, we're going we're gonna to make a unicorn. And this is the 70s, so it's not like they can just, you know, meld some DNA together or something like that. So what yeah. they do is... They say, well, the earliest depictions of unicorns, they don't actually look like majestic horses with horns. They look more like goats. So what they do is they take a baby goat and they sort of use mechanisms to bind and marry the two horns that come out of the the goat's head and to sort of marry it into one intertwining horn. So they basically have a goat with with one horn. Oh, wow. Okay. Or a unicorn. Goat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Number four is happy science. Yeah, right. I, 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 was ex- I was looking forward to reading about them, thinking, ooh, I'd probably like that. And then I read it, and I was like, no, I don't like it. <laughs> happy science is kind of a strange one because, I mean, happy, got to be cool with that. Um, Ryuho... Okawa started this in 1986. His aim was bringing happiness to humanity by spreading the truth. That's where you run into trouble right there. You're like, what is truth? And yeah. Who knows the truth? Of course he knows the truth. And how? Because he can channel all the big guns in religion. You got he, he can channel Muhammad. He can channel Jesus. You got your Buddha in here. You got your Confucius. Pretty much anybody you can name, he can channel them. But prior, he was just a businessman. Yes. So he just decided all of a sudden. <laughs> but he claims that he's the incarnation of El Conter, who is the original Heavenly Father. First appearance, the Old Testament. <laughs> so we're talking about God-God, like first God ever. Okay. And all these people are like, you know, offshoots of him. Well, he's like, no, 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 that's me. <laughs> Okay. In order to um, obtain happiness, one must practice the principles of happiness known as the fourfold path, which I'm not going to get into. Uh, but basically, love that gives, wisdom, self-reflection, and progress. The okay. only requirement to join happy science is that applicants have to have, quote, the aspiration and discipline to seek the truth and actively contribute to the realization of love, peace, and happiness on Earth. But then it all got mad shady. <laughs> Because of the nationalism? They started a political wing of the religion, which, by the way, harkens to American Christianity, but 
Uh, they call this the Happiness Realization Party. Now, I feel like if America started a Happiness Realization Party, it would be very popular in the polls. But this promotes some questionable views like that China and North Korea have tainted Asia and should be violently overthrown and destroyed, as well as willfully denying historically documented atrocities in Japan's past. Ugh, that's so you crazy. take the good, you take the bad, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> now, through all of this, the 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 four that I mentioned already, these are all led by men. And when you start to look at the old cult rundown, you start to find out that yeah, there's some charismatic man that comes to town, and then people start listening. And you know, you take your Charles Manson, right? All that sort of stuff. Now, if yep. you explore Heaven's Gate, you'll find out that T is actually the leader and the sort of core of Heaven's Gate. But Doe is the guy that we all know because he's the guy with the crazy face who was on like Time Magazine and the news and everything like that. But you'll find that T is the one who actually was coming up with a lot of the rules and things like that. Problem is, T died, and then Doe was like, oh, what do I do now? (laughs) And so he was like, how about we all kill each other ourselves? So it got a little twisted after that point. Wow! Technically, at the root... So the last contemporary cult that I want to talk about is the Superior Universal Alignment. And again, I wanted to find a cult that was led by a woman, and this one is Valentina de Andrade. I'm going to go with that, even though it's probably wrong. So she received the gift of prophecy in 1981, and people around her thought that it was awesome. You can kind of understand this because they lived in a village in the Amazon rainforest of Brazil. And I'm not saying that they're necessarily stupid, But you could also probably imagine that perhaps they are less educated and perhaps more inclined to believe in faith and things like that, Uh, which is not to say that you can't be intellectual and believe in faith. Let's get focus back on the topic. Eventually, she starts preaching about her clairvoyance and the prophecy that the world is coming to an end in 1986. Okay. Reminder, Reminder, we're in 1981. Okay. UFOs will come and save a few people that subscribe to her you know, beliefs, so you should probably get in line. Here's the kicker. A central pillar of the cult is that all people born after 1981 are the reincarnation of evil and must be destroyed. What? So this doomsday cult pins 1986, which comes and goes, and then she starts to lose some credibility. However, in the Brazilian rainforest in 1989, some kids go missing. Oh my god, no! There are five corpses and 19 kids just totally missing in the four years that follow. One captive boy escapes and brings back the authorities. Men in the cult were arrested and tried. And Andrade was also arrested, but she got off. They acquitted her. I have no idea why they acquitted her, except that she was the leader. She didn't technically kill any of the kids. She was the leader of the people who did kill. So you know what? She moved to Argentina and still kept preaching. That's awesome. Is she still alive? I think so. You can go to her website, but it totally sucks. It's like from 1995. What is it called again? Her, Her website is her name, which I have murdered several different ways. Just, you know, for retribution well, no, for cult? what she did to those kids. The uh, the cult is called Superior Superior Universal Alignment. I hope this is the one you want to join. So, <laughs> you hope that I want to join the cult that says, everybody at, born after 1981 is the reincarnation of evil and must be destroyed. Yes. So, Marissa, you got the Raelians, the Terrasem, 
the Church of All Worlds, Happy Science, or Superior Universal Alignment. Do you want to join any of these, or do you have a sixth choice that we didn't even know about? <sighs> okay, so I'll take two things. If I were to pick one of yours, I would definitely pick the people who made the unicorn. The Church of All Worlds. I, but, like, I want more beliefs. Like, I want more things to subscribe to, honestly. There's there's extensive folklore. I just was not going to dive deep into Okay. It. <laughs> so, meaning, I feel like they have the most that I can grab onto that, like, mm-hmm. speaks to me. But that's, like, even with the one that I picked myself. And when I tell you about the one I picked myself, you might be like, why didn't you just pick the Raelians? But again, I heard a first-hand account of people who joined the Raelians, and they were so... They were such hippies, like, so lame. There were a few hippie cults that I was like, I, I'm not even going to put this on the list, because Marissa's just going to be like, that sounds stupid as shit. <laughs> yeah, and I just want, like, hard alien stuff. So... I want some hardcore alien business. Because this is, like, focus on aliens, hardcore, not some, like, hippie stuff. Yeah. So, I want to join the Cosmic People of Light Powers. Okay. Which- is a Czech UFO religion founded in the 1990s. Um, Their belief system is based upon the existence of extraterrestrial civilizations that communicate to the founder and some other contactees that they've contacted telepathically in the beginning. But as the cult progressed, people said they have been in direct personal contact with aliens. See, I want contact with aliens. Yeah, not just promises of contact either. Yeah, exactly. In my research, uh, it was said they are considered the most distinctive UFO religion in the Czech Republic, which makes me think how many UFO religions are there? Lots. But according to the founder, um, extraterrestrial civilizations operate a fleet of spaceships led by Ashtar Galactic Command, and they orbit the Earth. Um, they closely watch and help good people and are waiting to transport their followers into another dimension. Um, these teachings incorporate elements of UFO, UFO, ufology. I've heard that. <laughs> Christianity and conspiracy theories, and particularly why I have to just say I just wanted this one because they talk about reptilians, and I just want if I'm going to join a cult, I'm going to be honest. I don't know how this speaks to me, but I want a reptile a cult, lover. I mean, no, is that no, too much I mean, to ask for? <laughs> no, I mean, if I want to be a cult, I want to be like a dramatic insane cult where we just talk about how reptilians are amongst us among us and how like everyone ruling this country is a reptilian and we need to save ourselves from like the reptilians overtaking <laughs> us and I just want to say reptilian 30 times a day <laughs> <laughs> yeah so honestly when, when I saw about like they talk about the alien hierarchy which I'm obsessed with and about like aliens actually being among us I'm like yes I, if I'm going to be in a cult I want to be insane <laughs> I don't mean that to insult people in cults. I mean, if I'm going to be in a cult, it better be intense, and it better re, it better transform my entire worldview, and I just want to be insane. Yep. So tell me about yours. I didn't necessarily pick one because I was exposed to so many different cults today. I don't think I could pick one. And the only one that I didn't read, not because I was afraid of it or anything, was the, the Church of Satan, because I was like, I'm pretty sure I, I get that just by the title. <laughs> but... Um, one of the ones that I didn't talk about is one that's called the Aetherius Society. And this was founded in 1950. And basically, they believe a variety of different things, and they encompass many subjects, including uh, that God is everything, 
UFOs and advanced life on other planets exist. Uh, they believe in karma and reincarnation. They practice yoga, kundalini chakras and auras. They believe in spiritual energy, psychic powers, enlightenment, Mother Earth as a goddess, holy mountains, which let's put, um, <laughs> life at other frequencies of vibration, like other planes or realms, and ascended masters. And honestly, that just sounded like if you kind of believe in one religion, but you can't fully commit to it, just join our society. <laughs> yeah, I like that. But I feel yeah. like that would be too many options. And when you, if you join a cult, you want something that's like taking like a yeah. Really I, listen, in if I knew that it was a part-time thing and that I wasn't going to be stuck in it for the rest of my life, I would definitely go down a journey of like a Heaven's Gate type thing, you know, where we're all wearing the same clothes and we're all eating the same food, and we're all talking crazy shit all the time. That's kind of, yeah, you know, I, I think I'm with you, like, if I had to pick something. But one of the things that appeals to me about all of them is, yeah, just that sense of camaraderie. And one of the things that you mentioned before uh, in your definition was having a small number of people. Well, what's crazy is that, the like, Raelians, they... Um, claim to have like hundreds of thousands of followers across the world which is technically a small number right um yeah. some of them Do they know? some of the Do ones they? that i mentioned too have like ten thousand followers that sort of thing and then you know what if you have ten thousand passive followers but really all you need is like 50 rabid followers to really you know scare some people or make some weird things happen um yeah. I also tried to steer away from those violent cults that sort of, uh, again, except the last one that I mentioned. <laughs> yeah. But another thing that I wanted to mention before we finish up, and I guess maybe this count, it kind of counts as plugs, is, uh, is on Netflix. You can watch documentaries about cults. Holy Hell is probably my favorite one, uh, but there's also my Scientology movie, and they had another Scientology movie on there, but it went away. On Amazon Prime, you can watch Children of God, The Source Family, the end of the world cult and heaven's gate the untold story i don't really love heaven's gate the untold story because it really makes them look like crazy bastards but if you want to watch it you know they actually have live footage and the thing is when you watch the not live footage but they have like some of the tapes, <laughs> some of the tapes that doe recorded and you're like this guy was freaking nuts so it kind of gets a little sad at times because you're watching this and you're like how did a group of people not realize that this guy was just literally pulling things okay i don't mean literally <laughs> but he was just pulling things out of his ass and just saying them on yeah. camera and people were, were believing it um and they also do have like in the podcast uh the heaven's gate podcast they have you know like surviving family members and people who survived the cult and things like that and you listen to these people and you you do start to feel emotionally sad because a lot of them are like you know i was lost and this made sense to me and so i went with it and the thing is if this was, I was lost, so I went to, uh, you know, uh, the Heaven's Gate one starts this way. Uh, the two people go around the country and they, like, rent, you know, little rec halls and things like that, and they have open invitations for anybody who's interested to come. You could say the same thing about, like, flipping houses, right? <laughs> but if I'm some curious person who goes to one of these seminars about flipping houses and then I start making tons of money off of it, you don't look at me and go, you're a lunatic. You yeah. look at me and you go, wow, you made a really good decision. And again, what's to say that these people, you know, weren't really just trying to make a good decision and do the right thing in the right I moment. think they were, yeah. Yeah. Um, my plugs, which, by the way, uh, did you know that Rose McGowan was 
and and yes, Joaquin yeah. and River Phoenix. And River, yeah, they grew up in and the, the Arquettes. What? Patricia children and David Arquette. I don't know if Patricia and David Arquette were in Children of God, but they were in another cult. Yeah. Okay. Well, Rose McGowan and the Phoenix or Joaquin Phoenix. and yeah. River Phoenix were in Children of God, and if you have any time. If you really want to be traumatized, yeah. uh, uh, learn about Children of God, which was just gross. That it had, it that, they would recruit people by seducing men. Like they had women who would do something called flirty fishing, where they would have sex with men to recruit them. Um, but yeah, uh, that documentary friend, is actually on Netflix and Amazon Prime. For Children of God. Yeah. Ooh, now what's that? Okay. Um, my plug is what I already mentioned, the podcast Ono, Russ, and Carrie, because they they will months at a time join religions and cults. They join the Raelians. Was it the Aetherius Society you said? Or mm-hmm. they, they join the Aetherius Society. They join something called Ordo Templi Orientis, which seems like a like dark Satan-y thing. Uh, and they join Scientology, which will stay with me forever. <laughs> It haunts me. Um, Are they, like, moderately respectful of what they go through? They try to be. Um, Right. I mean, they make jokes here and there. Like, I think they might technically be considered comedy, but they try not to... If something really absurd happens, they'll laugh at it. But they don't... They try not to bring the people down within the cult. Like, they try to respect it, and they always invite people... Like, if they call somebody out, like, their religion and say something weird about it they will always invite those people and say you could come on our show and and you know and argue your point which sometimes that happens but oh they, they became mormons and the mormon church like um blacklisted them and and uh told on them to other people um yeah, i ended up i ended up coming across many vice articles and like the vice people were just like really shitty about it and just making people look stupid and making fun of them and stuff and it yeah. was really a bummer that you know because people actually you know some some people actually look at Vice and they go, oh, that's a really reputable and fair source. Mm-hmm. So I was a little bummed out that they were kind of like shitty like that. But these people are—it's a good balance of reverence and respect, but also comedy because life is absurd sometimes. Like they don't like that's not lost on them. Also, they were um, fundamentalist Christians. Now they're atheists, but they were fundamentalist Christians, which I feel gives a perspective and an understanding to everything. Um, but yeah, so it's just that would be my plug because that's how I learned a lot about cults and like heard like firsthand accounts and was traumatized. So. The guy who's hosting the Heaven's Gate podcast was also in a cult as a child as well, so they feel like well, some, some extra insight. I don't remember. Um, I'm I'm not really a big fan. I'm more of a fan of the story than him telling the story. But people like him because he's the guy who did that Richard Simmons podcast, which seemed really invasive and rude to Richard Simmons. But did they find Richard Simmons? <laughs> Yeah, and he was like, leave me alone. <laughs> they did? And what, he wasn't doing anything? No, yeah, he's, he's like, old, that's all. Wow. That is really invasive. I thought they were going it was to like, crazy. I can't, I can't remember exactly, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they finally found him, and he was like, I'm fine, just leave me alone. Like, if I wanted to be in the public eye, then I would be in the public eye, and I don't, okay? Yeah. I'm old, Aww. I'm not as cool looking, and I don't have as much energy as I used to. <laughs> Aww, that's sad. Okay. Yeah. But they expose a lot of, like, 
depression that he had and how like he put on this show even though on the inside he was like a depressed sad man all the time and it's like with everyone guys right nothing news (laughs) so anyway that's been another episode of y'all heard (laughs) if you got any questions or comments or you want to level in some feedback tell us about some cults that you know you can call 570 Pod Wad One. That's five seven zero P O D W A D, and then the number one. If you can also call us too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, you can also tweet me at Petabides on Twitter, or you can Instagram me at wristbandle R I S S B A N D A L. And in case somebody weirdly just like handed you this audio file and you don't know where it came from, you can subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or at yallheard.me. So that's it. Thanks for listening. Somebody guys. rate us. Stop being. Yeah. Yeah. We just, again, we just want enough ratings that we have a rating. <laughs> yeah. One person rate us. One. No. Teresa. I think we need more than one. Mike. Oh, really? Yeah, but Teresa, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It says we don't have enough ratings to display a rating right now. Oh. I saw one new podcast that had 35 ratings, and they displayed a rating, but I'm hoping it's like five. Yeah, come on. <laughs> 35 is a little much for us. Um, yeah. So anyway, thanks for hey. listening, guys. Hey, bye. Bye. Hi. Hi.